Hey, all you nature nerds, this is You're Gonna Die Out There. Welcome back, Nature Nerds. To 2023. It's a new year, new you, all that bullshit. (laughs) Uh, But for serious, we should talk about something that Jen and I are planning to do this year. Uh, We're going to change up the format a little bit. As we move into year three. Year three. I can't even believe it's been three years. Well, it hasn't. It's been two. Sure. I mean, we're going into our third year. It feels like 10. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's a... That's good or bad, but it's great. But we're going to switch it up a little bit. We thought, you know, some of our episodes are quite long. They can get lengthy. There's some people that have told me that they can't. It's hard for them to keep up. They just can't even. They they don't have that long of a commute. <clears throat> yeah, so we thought we would switch it up a little bit and do some like every other week nature nuggets. Is that what we decided on? That's what it? we're calling it. Nature nuggies. Uh-huh. <laughs> um and they're going to be like little 20-minute episodes. Yeah, around that. Around that. And this episode will be our first a nature nuggy. Welcome. Welcome to our first nature nugget. It's going to be amazing. So we're going to just pull some news like we do Mm -hmm. when we always pull our science news. We're going to pull some news and um, we're going to share it. And we're doing like a little mini research on it. Yeah. So that way, as you go about your day or the next day, you can go around and be like, did you guys know that? And then whatever you learned on that Here's some interesting facts for you. And you don't have to tell the whole story of someone surviving a shipwreck (laughs) for like, you know, 500 days. Right, right. Just a little quick newsies. That's it. That's it. <laughs> we, I have our first one, Megan. Would you like to hear it? I'm excited to hear it. So honestly, this is this has been in the news quite a bit lately, mm-hmm. and I love it. I talked about it not too long ago, but there's some more news on the Tasmanian tiger. Oh. So did you hear? And this was a couple earlier in December. This came out that the last known Tasmanian tiger was lost like they i mean it was in a zoo it was in the hobart zoo in 1936 it died in captivity Mm. it was the last one yeah and so they thought it was gone they couldn't find any parts of it but they just now found it 85 years later in a cupboard at the australian museum hold on a minute i'm like so like some some listen curators yeah you need to do some cleaning out of your desk drawers that was an intern (laughs) (laughs) Just like, I'm just going to, he probably went over to his boss and he was like, How, what do I do with this carcass? Like, we need to put it someplace. We're we going to do these bones. Like, what's No, gonna? that was and an intern like, that was told to clean out some yes. crusty old, dusty, rusty <laughs> cabinet in the very back room that everybody's scared to go in. And yeah. It smells funny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They were given that because they need to clean out that room to put some, you know, cubicles or something in there. Sure. And they found that and they're like... This is weird. It's like that in an Apple computer from like 1983. <laughs> right. With floppy, like just the a, actual floppy yeah, disk. Yeah, just a Performa 550 <laughs> with a connected the ti- dot matrix printer. The tiny screen. 100%. Right. So that's what they found. And I hope it wasn't in turn. And I hope somebody bought you like a cup of coffee or something. <laughs> like did something nice just, for it, you. I feel like more than that, they should get like a little certificate of achievement. But, yes. A bonus in their paycheck. Well... I mean, do interns get 
if they're getting paid. True that. It could be, you know, for extra credit or something. Mm -hmm. So anyway, the Tasmanian Museum and Art Gallery lost track of the remains. And they thought that somebody just threw them out. But this new research has discovered, new research, I like that, that they were at the museum all along. (laughs) (laughs) New research, a.k.a. (laughs) opening that cabinet. (laughs) <laughs> that one cabinet that no they just never had a key jen there was a lock on it there was no key so i guess they were preserved well but just yeah. not properly cataloged in 1936 it seems that way apparently oh man uh according to robert paddle who published a book in 2000 on the extinction of the Tas- tasmanian tiger he said mm-hmm. for many years many museum curators and researchers searched for its remains without success as no thylacine, which is what they're called, mm. uh, material dating back from 1936 had been recorded. So it was assumed the body had been discarded. But he and one of the museum's curators found an unpublished taxidermist report prompting a review of the museum's collections. I mean, I'm sure they have a lot of stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I guess. He's saying him and a curator, but I, there's got to be an intern in there somewhere. <laughs> They found the missing female specimen in a cupboard in the museum's education department. Oh, no. Blaming the oh, no. education department. Some, yeah, some lady back in 1930s is just like, I'm going to have some kids in. Can I have the bones to show them today? And they're like, sure. And she just never took it back. She's like, I'm just going to put this right here. She like called over to their, I'm going to put this in this cupboard. They're like, great. Sounds in good. In the cupboard with her whiskey. Nobody that she hid. Yeah. And it just. You got to drink a lot of whiskey to deal with kids. And then she forgot. So um, it had been taken around Australia as a traveling. Oh, here we go. Exhibit. But the staff were unaware it was it was the last thylacine. Oh, God. (laughs) Uh, They said it was chosen because it was the best skin in the collection. At the time, they thought there were still animals out in the wild. Right. Right. So the skin and skeleton are now on display in the museum that's amazing i will say that as a person who does work in outreach a lot Mm -hmm. that i am always trying to steal specimens from other people (laughs) i'm like hey do you have you have like a coconut rhinoceros beetle that's like really good looking you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i'm always trying to steal stuff to add to the collection i get it i get it i get the motivation i mean i have a turtle skull yeah that i found in the peace corps office it is very cool yeah and it's pretty cool i still have it my kids are like why do you have this i'm like education and they're like you don't do education sometimes (laughs) i might you might have a question and then i'll educate you back off (laughs) (laughs) all right so a little bit about thylacines aka tasmanian Tasmanian tiger or wolf oh there's there's both it's i mean it's the same but they called them both um, it's estimated there are around 5,000 thylacines in Tasmania at the time of European settlement. Mm-hmm. But because of excessive hunting combined with fact- factors such as habitat destruction and introduced disease, um, they quickly went into extinction. For a long time, people have thought they're still around. Yeah. But other people are like, nah, that's not happening. So the name thylacine translates to from Greek... From in in Latin, yeah, yeah, okay, as dog-headed pouched one. <laughs> oh, oh, so it has a pouch. Yeah, they're marsupials, so they're the world's oh. largest marsupial carnivore. Um, it was commonly known as, like I said, Tasmanian tiger because it has these distinctive stripes on its back. That's cool, right? And despite their reputation as like a tiger or a wolf, they are semi-nocturnal and they were described as very shy and usually avoided contact with humans. Hmm. 
Um, the fossilized remains of thylacines have been found in Papua New Guinea, throughout Australia, mainland, and Tasmania. As I said, there was a lot of things that led to their extinction, and mm-hmm. one, they think also the dingo. Oh, the dingo ate the Tasmanian tigers. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Don't judge me. <laughs> um, so they think that they were extinct in all those areas, um, except Tasmania about 2,000 years ago. So there was a time in the late 1800s, early 1900s, where there was a bounty on the Tasmanian tigers. Oh. So there was, um, of course, the colonies. Right, right. <clears throat> the penal and, colony? No. Well, so, well uh, yeah, first colonies in, in Tasmania in the early 1800s. Mm-hmm. So they had farming industries and there were settlers that cleared these big areas oh, no. and had livestock like sheep, you know, other cattle. And even though it was probably just feral dogs mm-hmm. and dingoes mm-hmm. that ate the cattle. The babies, what? The, yeah. <laughs> there was, and, and, and a lot of like mismanagement, I mm-hmm. guess, for stock, the losses of cattle. They uh, they were like, let's blame this guy oh, over no. here. Mm. And so as early as 1830, there were bounty systems for the thylacine that were established. Um, so they were given like a lot of money. In 1888, the Tasmanian government introduced a bounty of one pound per full-grown animal and 10 shillings per juvenile animal destroyed. And that was a lot back then, right? Wow, yeah. So it extended to 1909 and resulted in awarding more than 2,180 bounties. Jeez. That's That's like 100 years and they just drove everything extinct. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, that's what. That's what the colonizers do. Uh, is estimated that at least 3,500 thylacines were killed through human hunting between 1830 and the 1920s. Mm. Also, the introduction of competitive species like wild dogs and then foreign disease. They were saying there might be like a kind of distemper that might have led to their demise as well. Right. A little rabies Because it just went real fast. Yeah. Uh, The last known shooting of a wild thylacine took place in 1930, and by the mid part of that decade, sightings were of wild uh, Tasmanian tigers were very extremely rare. Authorities from the scientific and zoological communities became concerned about the state of the decimated thylacine population and pushed for preservation measures, of course. Uh, uh, Like right at the last minute. Yeah. So then they had like the one in the zoo, Mm -hmm. and they're like... She can do it. Let's go find a male. And I guess they didn't find one. Oh, no. But however, there was a shift in public opinion at the start of the Conservation Act action that came too late. They said Mm -hmm. the species was granted protective status just 59 days before the death of the last known thylacine. What? Yeah. I was like, oh, six years because you were saying 1930 was the last time one got shot. So I was like, oh, then they probably won't. Wow. And here's the the great thing. Um, They say that the one that died in the Hobart museum or zoo Mm -hmm. that it died from suspected neglect no oh my god yeah come on human's gonna human and then they neglected to uh, catalog it after right the skin and the bones well they did but then their outreach person like effed it up get it together (laughs) 1936 outreach you know i mean it's a hard time uh, they tried to catch more specimens, unsuccessful, and since then, there's been tons of expeditions organized to try and go out and find thylacines in the Tasmanian wilderness, but to no avail. So it was actually officially declared extinct in 1986. Oh. Yeah. 
Hmm. So going back to some of my other news, I don't know if you remember, I did a little science newsy about that they were going to try and bring back Yes. The tiger. So Mm -hmm. they have fully, like, they have all the DNA. It's like in a test tube. Inside of a mosquito. They held it up. They're like, here's the DNA of the Tasmanian tiger in this test tube. They have a guy in like a white coat. (laughs) Right. They're like, it's inside this mosquito, inside this piece of amber. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, it's here. Right. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So they, they have the full, like, you know, DNA. And so they said it's going to take about 10 years to make an egg. Mm. And then, oh. oh, they're not going to breed back. They're going to try to They're going to try to create from that DNA. Oh. Yes. Oh, that's different. Yeah. So, and they're going to, then they'll get, and I was listening to this interview and then they're like, and then we're going to get a, I don't remember what they said the animal was they're going to use. Yeah. Another pouched. To like gestate. To yeah. gestate. Yeah. A little bit about their life cycle in mm-hmm. biology. So a female thylacine has, um, a, they say, a back opening pouch. And the litter size was up to four of the, there was like four to five young. Oh, she got a lot of teats. Yeah. yeah. And so they would stay, in, I mean, in there. Yeah. I can't remember. It doesn't say on here how long they stayed in the pouch. I think a couple of months. And then mm-hmm. they would follow her around. And when they would hide, when she would go hunt. Oh. Yeah. And they were, like I said, they were mainly nocturnal or semi-nocturnal, um, but also out in the day a little bit. And it sounds like they were really a, like a very skittish kind of animal. They're like opossums or possums. Yeah. Opossums but, or possums. But more on the carnivore, not so omnivore side. Yes. So they hunted, they could go as single or in pairs, and they preferred kangaroos and other marsupials, small rodents and birds. Hmm. Wait, they ate kangaroos? They Heck yeah, they did. They were reported to have preyed on, they said sheep and poultry after um, European colonization. Mm. But they think that was exaggerated, like I said earlier. So anyway, if you guys can just go, there's also some new videos that I've been seeing on social media Mm -hmm. um, of a colorized um, video from that one that they neglected in 1936 (laughs) so you can like kind of see how they look and moved around and everything and they're pretty cool i mean do they look like tigers why why did they call them tigers i feel did you tell us oh because they had stripes just the stripes that just the stripes right yeah yeah so they're kind of yellowish brown to gray um and they had 15 to 20 distinctive dark stripes across their back from the shoulders to the tail and they had kind of a big head, um, more like a dog. And that's why oh, some people yeah. called it a wolf. Yes. The tail's kind of stiff and the legs are a little bit short. But it, it yeah. It does really, it really does look like kind of um, like a Stone Age animal. Like it has, it looks, it kind of looks like a hyena a little bit. Yeah, it does. Lie. It does. And so they, they're pretty long. They're like almost six feet long and about mm-hmm. two feet, like short, but long. Right, right, right. Yeah. And um, I guess they found evidence that they've been around a really long time. There was the, um, there's some Aboriginal rock paintings of the thylacine um, recognized from Northern Australia, including like, I don't know, we don't know this, but if you're in Australia, you know, Kimberley region of Western Australia, they've Mm -hmm. also been found on walls or overhangs on exposed rock surfaces in the Upper East Alligator region or Deaf 
Adder Creek, I oh. guess, which is in the Northern Territory. Um, there's uh, this uh, evidence suggests that the Aboriginal people in Tasmania used them as food. Oh, I mean, okay. obviously. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, yeah. Uh, and they say that fossil thylacines have been reported in Victoria, South Australia, Western Australia, Queensland. So they can trace. It's really interesting. So they look at thylacines dating back about 30 million years ago to almost 12 million years ago. And those are different, seven different species are present. So there's like small ones that were more specialized, like cat-sized to more fox-sized type oh, predators. Cat-sized. Very cute. Anyway, really cool. So now there's, um, they said, okay, yeah, we found this thing because the outreach lady in 1936 like freaking lost I'm it. I'm going to say that that was a, that was a dude. It That's was, a, it, it was, was an outreach it, dude. it was probably it was, a dude. Because yeah, in 1936, woman. like, yeah, yeah. they hardly let ladies do anything. But I'm saying then. if it, if it were a woman, she would be like on it, you know? I'm pretty sure she would have been like, we need to put this back in the drawer and make sure it's filed properly. Yeah. But get anyway. it together. Uh, so, so yeah, so there's that. So they just found that one. And then mm-hmm. there's this, 10-year study to try and produce an egg to make new ones and there's a lot of controversy about that of course anytime you're gonna yes bring things back anytime but so one of one of the interviews i was listening to with somebody at the museum they were like look you cannot make dinosaurs because there's not and we can't get the dna like it's too old yeah so don't worry this is not a jurassic <laughs> park thing this is an animal that's been gone for about you know 80 some years yeah it's fine yeah and they think that they could bring them back and that they would be, could have a healthy, viable population and that it would be, which I don't see anything wrong. I, I'm cool with it. I'm yeah. like, that's cool. I'm cool with it as long as that kind of technology doesn't fall into, you know, the hands of some psychotic. Dr. Evil. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or like a Dr. Moreau. Right. Is it, was it Moreau? Oh, where they mix Where they like... mix stuff. Just so creepy. But that is interesting. That, that movie is so. So I've actually never seen it because those kind of movies i can't i can't watch i feel that. like i watched it it makes oh, it's my like tummy a, feel it weird. makes me i feel like think back to like can somebody help us out like the early 90s like when was that a thing? Oh, what, when there were like a lot of weird movies coming out yeah it wasn't yes. it val kilmer val kilmer is in that yes yeah val kilmer and val kilmer we always kind of like mm, val kilmer <laughs> what happened Man, the Iceman. So he did, but he's so not <laughs> like if you look at him now it's it's sad, yeah. It's weird. But he had like cancer and all that stuff, like right. Well, I I know, but people, it's just weird how people <laughs> age. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I don't know how we got it. When they bring back this Tasmanian tiger, <laughs> it's gonna. Be I like, hope he doesn't look like Val <laughs> yeah, Kilmer does. The, the right DNA now. is all old. It's just like Sorry. a real. Sorry for all the Val Kilmer fans <laughs> out there. It's it's like super neglecty looking. I mean, right. <laughs> because, like, that's a, anyway, that's stupid. Um, no, but I think you know. I mean, why not? Yeah. That is interesting, though. I guess I guess because we do talk about we've talked about breed back programs here mm-hmm. when we talked about the um, cattle, yes, the like Nazi cows. Which why can't I think of the name of them right now? Anyway, yeah, I can't think. They're of not it actually Nazi cows, but yeah, the whole program they were doing to breed was funded back. by yeah. the yeah. Nazis, right? Yes, Ugh. some of it. Yeah, not all of it. But what were those called? So they were I'm, like I'm having, a, or cow- I'm having a hard time right now, and I did that episode. I. <laughs> That was, a, that was like, that. that was a long time ago. Listen, it's 2023. Heck, the heck cows. Good job. Oh, God. Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> I had to really reach back. 
I had to really reach back. I'm proud. Thank you. Yeah. I'm just saying that is. But yeah, that's really interesting. You know, what's funny is I was also recently looking at an article about these butterfly that went extinct. Um, I forget when they said it was. Yeah. Around that's like 1980 ish mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. or some. Maybe it was earlier than that. Anyway, and they were talking about how these butterfly were considered to be the first species ever um, that had ever gone extinct because of humans. And I was like, that doesn't, I'm sorry, that doesn't make sense to me. Because I feel like there are many species that have gone extinct because of humans. That can't be the first one if it went extinct in like the 80s. I can't remember the article. No, so I'm probably wrong about be. the time period. Yeah. But when I was reading, it, I was like, this can't be right. Um. Anyway, yeah. but they're also talking about bringing Humans back have been those. extincting things for a long time. A long time. Yeah. But no, they're talking about bringing those back. And I didn't actually read about how they were going to do it. So I, I think that's what it is. If something went extinct all a really long time ago and mm-hmm. we don't know what caused it yeah. or whatever, yeah. I think it's weird to bring that back. That's like the cutoff, right? But I feel, yeah. But if it's like we were just so stupid it was and had bounties and, yeah. you know, just completely irresponsible mm-hmm. and uh, mostly because people just didn't know, I guess. Sure. I say, why not? You know, yeah. give them another chance. Like we took that chance away. Let's let's put them back on. With, let's write this wrong. <laughs> put them back on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> back <laughs> on the kidding. menu, right? Uh, but yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that. I yeah, the idea of uh, resurrecting something that is very very old. Yeah, not the, into the it. whole idea of Jurassic Park. Not yeah, not into it. No, not I don't. It. I don't think that would be good at all. Also, I feel like because there's so many new things coming out about how dinosaurs actually looked. Mm-hmm. And that they're, you know, not as terrifying as uh, because they were very fluffy, maybe possibly with a lot of feathers rather oh. than like scales. and stuff. Like I've seen I've seen some stuff where there people are talking that. about that. I it's like, like a constant that. conversation. Like giant chickens. Giant chickens, Jen. Well, I would be into that. I, mean, I would just be like, let's go in for a hug right now. Right. Just like bury you just have your a face mass- in the feathers. You have like, a massive mm-hmm. T-Rex and it's just like, <laughs> like it just makes like chicken noises at you. You're right. You're like bringing the corn up. And then it just pecks you once and you're just dead. Dead. You're just a bloody. But it's fine. Don't worry about it. Dead thing. I mean, maybe maybe they just adapted to the container size that they were in. I've also been watching that uh, (laughs) Magical Creatures movie because we did, you know, for Christmas, my son and I did our Harry Potter business. Yeah, your Harry Potter-a-thon. And then we took it a step further and did the uh, those two movies. I can't remember the name because the other one I haven't bought yet. Oh, okay, okay. Mag- the the magical creatures one. Why yeah, can't I think well, of the name? Yeah. Anyway, you know what I mean. I don't know. I don't watch movies enough. <sighs> Get it together. I know. So, well, that was great. Yeah, that was that was an interesting. I'm looking forward to hearing more about what happens with this uh, egg creation. So, yeah. Well, we'll know within the next decade. Perfect. So when we're here, starting. 2033 sure when when we're <laughs> opening there better up be some new tasks that better be my next the news i'm starting i mean the, hopefully the world hasn't completely evaporated by the just like burned off out of the universe i mean yeah. if we're still here then... i avoided all the bad news about how bad climate was in 22 oh man i was like let's not talk about it the winter gen the we winter to, just an indication we need to just try to keep this on the up and up here true that like keep it positive we want you guys to feel good Super with these positive. with these nuggets 100 percent. yes that was a great first nugget thank you i'm all about the nuggets um we'll be having one every other week mm-hmm. and in between you'll have a full size regular episode regular 
And if you want more than All that, the there's always the Patreon. Yep. You're Gonna Die Out There is produced by us, Jen and Megan, and edited by the talented and super nice guy, Jonathan Pillsbury. Thank you, Jonathan. All of this is possible because of an amazing group of nature nerd patrons. If you would like to be part of our super cool nerd community on Patreon, just go to our website at you'regonnadieoutthere.com or you can check our link tree on our Instagram page, which is kind of amazing. It is. I'm sorry. But it is. Uh, another way you can support is by leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Uh, if you do, Jen will send you a really kick-ass sticker. You just have to send us your mailing address. I will do it. If I forget, hey, if you left us a review and I didn't send you a sticker, send us an email. Also, we would love to hear from you. We get a lot of our stories from listener suggestions. All the time. Yeah, Um, because they're so good. So if you would like to do that, go to our website. We have a contact page at you'regonnadieoutthere.com or an email, you'regonnadieoutthere at gmail.com. And at the beginning of the episode, we give you a shout out. (laughs) Thanks for listening, and until next time... Don't die out there. Bye! Bye!